What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Mr. Walton, did you make contact with aliens? Were you taken to another planet, to a mothership? How do they communicate with them? Can you tell me what they look like? Can you tell me how many of them there were? Were you, were you given food? But the teachers are alive. They're not books. They are the very living essences of nature itself. What a strange person. Unbelievably powerful supercomputer that's running our reality, and we don't have a clue yep. as to how to operate it. So when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system, and you get to ask her one question, that question be what's outside the simulation say in your mind say to yourself I am more than my physical body because I am more than physical matter, I can perceive that which is greater than the physical world. from New York, upstate near the Great Lakes. This is Lighting the Void, and I'm your host, Joe Roop, and we are live on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. It's October, the first Thursday night, as we go into the harvest full moon tonight with Navier Alora is going to be here on us. I think we've ever did a, a harvest moon show. I'm excited. I don't know. I hope you guys are excited. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to talk with Navier. We're going to do some readings, talk about some cool stuff, take your call-ins, and uh, just do what we do. I don't think uh, Ryan's going to be doing a show tonight, though. However, I think it's, um, I think it's, I don't know if it was because he's on Clyde or, 
or what. So you're just stuck with me tonight, and then we're going to do a replay for the, of the secret teachings. I do have to apologize about, like, the players and stuff. I know it looks weird, but like I said, we're upgrading to this new software system, and over the weekend, everything will start sounding just a little bit better, less replays, more formatics. It'll actually sound like a radio station. You'll see. All will be well again. Um, Just, I don't know. It's kind of hard to take when things... When we're like, we're just upgrading so fast that I can't keep up with learning everything sometimes, but it's still fun. I got to tell you. Uh, so the full moon tonight is actually a micro moon too, but the full moon closest to the September equinox is also called the harvest moon. And it's usually either in September or October. And, uh, this year's harvest moon landed tonight. It's also, like I said, called the uh, the micro full moon, which means that it will look slightly smaller and less bright in the sky than a regular full moon. But this micro harvest moon is also this year's hunter's moon. Pretty interesting, right? There's always names for all these moons and stuff. So, but the harvest moon is the full moon nearest the September equinox. Usually it's around September the 22nd. In most years, it's in September, but around every three years, it lands in October. I think the harvest moon is the most famous of all the full moon names because we have like pink moon, wolf moon, all these different moon names. But a lot of people claim that this name came from ancient Native Americans. Others point out that the harvest month was recorded as early as in the 700s in both Anglo-Saxon and old high German languages. And in ancient times, it was common to track the changing seasons by following the lunar month rather than the solar year which the 12 months in our modern calendar are based on. But if you're a little bit witchy like me, you follow the moon probably a little bit more than you do the sun. And speaking of which, we're going to have two full moons in this month of October. This one, and then a full moon on Halloween night. Now that weekend, we're also going to be doing the Fringe Fest. I hope, I expect at least... All of the real void walkers to sign up to that because it's going to be a blast. Go to thefringefest.com and sign up for that. We're going to have speakers, performers, fun stuff, skits, bits, you name it. And then Halloween night, Alex is going to do his famous or infamous Halloween show. If you want to support this show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash LTV radio, make a one-time donation or sign up to the Patreon. That will be coming out, too. I had the video ready last night, but I forgot to cut the front out. So there's like 20 minutes of blackness. So I'll fix that and post this. It's like a, it's really not It's a documentary or anything special. It's just a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff that I threw together. And I'm going to have, have it where all of the, uh, all the Patreons, no matter what level you are, is going to be able to view on that. Plus the normal stuff, too. The tarot, the astrology readings. The Astral Journal. And I was thinking, I got a few emails. I'm wondering what you guys think about this. I was thinking I might just go ahead and make the archives, at least from here on out, commercial free for a certain level at Patreon, maybe one of the first or second levels and everybody on up. Because some people just don't like the commercials, but they don't understand we have to have them. This is radio. Anyways... I don't have any other announcements, I don't think. 
Oh, yeah. If you want to call in tonight, it's 1-800-588-0335. 1-800-588-0335. You can also go to our chat room, our Discord server, by going to thefringe.fm forward slash chat room. And because of the upgrade, I didn't even get to make a damn flyer tonight because I was messing around with the software trying to get it working the whole time to where it'll pick up the metadata, the titles. Just, uh, but Navier, she's not mad at me. She said she wasn't mad. But if you don't know who Navier Alora is, you need to go to awanderingwitch.com. That's the website. I'll drop that in the chat room too. But Navier Laura is a hereditary mystic hailing from a dual lineage of spiritualist mediums and sensitives, and she's always been close to the other side, and her first memories are of interactions with the spirits. She's a natural-born clairvoyant, medium, and lifelong experiencer of the weird. And at age four, she had two back-to-back near-death experiences, complete without a body experiences, and this opened her to the spirit world even further. And after the near-death experiences, she began having prophetic lucid dreams and communicating with the dead. At age 18, she was gifted her first tarot deck, and it was love at first sight. She has now been reading tarot for over 29 years and has a worldwide clientele that she reads for via phone and video sessions. Welcome back, Navier. It's good to have you. Hey, aloha. Happy full moon. I am not hearing the cokey frogs, so you sound great. You fixed that, huh? I'm in the closet again. <laughs> That's cool. Me, you, yes. should, you should still drop a picture of yourself in the closet, by the way, so we can drop that in the chat room. That's It's good sound in there, though. Yeah, I will. I'll have to multitask. I can't do anything besides talk to you at this point, but I will when we take a break. <laughs> okay. All right. So how's everything been going? What, has, has the school been going good? Have things been going good for you? What's been up with you? Yes. Um, so since we last talked, I started the Wandering Witch um, podcast. Okay. And that's been super fun. And I've been um, working with Patreon. Like I know you all have a Patreon. Uh-huh. Uh, that's been fun. And I'm still doing the witch school and the readings and just trying to stay as creative as possible in these weird times. Yeah. It is weird. I wish it was more like Florida, though. Like, the governor of Florida pretty much, like, opened everything back, like opened everything back up. The guy comes on the, on the air, and he's like, listen, everything's changing. They keep telling me one thing, and then they tell me it's something else. And then he's like, just, you know, go back to your normal life. He's like, he's like I don't want people to get sick, but this is ridiculous. That's what I think. I wish the rest of the damn states would do that, honestly. I'm just, I'm, I've been hiding out since March. I've been in the jungle with my cats and my partner just laying low and we, we've been making strange videos and skits and doing all kinds of projects on the house. And it's been, I mean, I'm actually kind of thriving in the solitude <laughs> I am. Well, it sounds like fun. It's probably helpful when you have a partner to hang out with. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and four cats. And so four they cats. make life interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, that's that's awesome. I am up here freezing to death. It's 40 degrees. I'd rather be in Hawaii or Jamaica or something or Fiji. Definitely, oh, wow. you know, hanging out with somebody and then not freezing. That would be cool. That would really degrees. be cool. Yeah, it's going to get down to 44 tonight. 
in is, October. Is this something that you've not experienced because you're from the South? Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't. It don't get down to forty degrees in October, on October the first in Arkansas. No. Oh wow! Are you up by um, like Rhinebeck and um, like I'm, Red Hook? Are you uh, up? By I'm up there? by Niagara Falls. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, like Holy right cow. next to the upstate. Canadian border. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's um, a folklore center called Brushwood Folklore Center that I've spent probably about 15 summers visiting, doing festivals and camping and vending. And it's like pagan happy land up there. It, Where's this at? I mean, it's probably too cold now, but um, it's called Brush, Brushwood Folklore Center. Uh-huh. And it's only about, I think, two hours from Niagara Falls. Okay. Look, check it out. It's a really special, magical land. They have um, Sirius Rising Festival. They used to host the Starwood Festival, but that's moved. Okay. But it's a really cool place and cool people. I have a lot of tribe from there. Well, pagans are always fun to hang out with, that's for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> it's always a good time. You can bet you, mm-hmm. you can, you can pr- pretty much guarantee that. So, um, what do we need to know uh, during this harvest moon? What are these energies telling us? Like, are we supposed to, is the veil going to be really thin? Because I feel like doing, like, the, if you're a, a magical practitioner, now's the time. Now's the time. That's what I feel like. Yeah. Well, that's what I was feeling. I was doing all sorts of research because I'm not, like, quote, an astrologer, but I've been dabbling in tropical astrology since as long as I can remember. And also recently I've been getting more into like actual sky awareness, what's going on, like the sidereal sky astrology, you know, snapping um, the images from my star map, you know, off my phone and looking and seeing what's going on. And of course, tuning into the mind astrology and then the you know, which is wheel of the year, the Sabbaths, what's going on. So I'm like wanting to tie all that together and just have a little kind of weaving session with everybody. And I thought maybe we could do a little magic together. Magic. And I, yeah, just like I wanted to maybe lead a little guided meditation and then do a simple ritual with everybody. You're going to do a ritual a on the to, air? Just a, I don't know if, if you're not down with it, we don't have to, but that well, was, I'm down thought. with it. I just don't know if, uh, I don't know how, um, you know, there's some people out there that just get freaked out by magic, you know? Okay. Well, it would be super gentle and not invoking or calling anything. Just, I mean, I'm kind of a folksy magic, witch. I can get that folksy, witch magic, just simple, um, you know, going into that gentle, suggestive place of meditation and then making an intention, that kind of thing. But I even have, um, I have notes on all of the different systems of astrology that I mentioned and also um, some folklore to weave all together. And I could tell you like a little story. Okay. Well, let's do that then. Let's start this yeah. show with all of this fun stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, the, if people out there are interested in 
participating in a little ritual in a few minutes, um, you'll just need a piece of paper and a pen and a cauldron <laughs> or a burn safe dish that you could just light a piece of paper a on fire fill. kind of thing. Probably not a cauldron if you don't have one, but an ashtray would work. Can I use my and, seashell? Yeah, that's perfect. And a, and a lighter or a match. And then in a few minutes um, after I kind of talk, maybe we'll take a break and people can gather stuff. But then we'll do like a simple little ritual together. Because like you said, it is ripe right now. It is such a good time for tuning in to your own magic and tuning in with the natural frequencies, what's going on in the sky and what's going on and with the earth, like everything is kind of like creating this portal for us right now. And you were giving a lot of great information about how it's the harvest moon and how our ancestors were, um, you know, harvesting the last of yeah. the crops at this time. Yeah, they even called and, it the uh, corn moon, the barley moon. Uh, I mean, yeah. for me as a as a as a pagan priestess, I just love that tuning into that what my ancestors were doing even if you're not living um a farmer lifestyle even if you're in the city there's still you know internal weather that we're tapped into because we're earthlings we live here you know what i mean um makes me want to watch so, that movie uh, children of the corn you remember that movie <laughs> i actually am terrified of that movie that he wants that you to mal malachi that Malachi, no, I can't. Um, I can't watch horror movies, Joe. They really freak me out. They stay with me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sensitive like that. I watch like happy movies and silly movies. But yeah, so I wanted to touch on the tropical side of astrology, which is what everyone kind of in the West goes by. Um, for the most part, right? It's in the sign of Aries, which I know is your sign. Mm -hmm. So it's that um, ruled by Mars, planet of drive and desire. And I mean, I have Mars and Aries, so I get it. It's just like, you need to tap into it and motivate. It's enthusiastic, it's adventurous, and it's also pioneering. It's like nothing is, no moss is growing under your typical Aries feet, right? They're like kind of focused with getting what they need, getting what they want. Yeah, I kind of like see what I want and go after it. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, it's known to be an assertive sign. It can be aggressive and it can be impulsive and impatient, but it's also super athletic and self-reliant. And I call on my inner Mars and Aries when I need to work out or get in shape, I feel like there's almost a spiritual experience. If you've ever seen like an Aries get into their workout or their martial art or their dance, you know what I mean? It's just like, they're so one with their body and Zen. I don't mm -hmm. know, like we could all learn a lot from that, but, um, so this moon is in the tropical system is in Aries and in the sidereal astrology or actual sky, um, I mean, I actually took a, a picture of the stars on my map today on my star app, and it showed Mars and the moon right in the tails of the two fish of Pisces. So oh. there's about a, 
I know, right? So there's about a 24 degree variance between the tropical system and the sidereal or actual sky. Um, and I feel like both are valid. They're giving us different kind of facets of what's going on and kind of putting all the puzzle together. Um, it's just like the, the Mayan astrology is telling its own story. It's, it's different. They're all valid. Um, I was feeling a little conflicted for a while. I'll tell the truth. I was, Why? I was like, I was like, tropical astrology is lying. My, the sky says this, you know, but there's, there's a lot to tropical astrology that we can't discount. There's truth there. And, um, but I just want to kind of broaden the scope for myself and include the actual sky or sidereal also. You know, I think I'm a Pisces in sidereal astrology. I think. Hello? That's bad, isn't it? And I lost you, I think. What'd you say? I said, I think I'm a Pisces in sidereal astrology. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm a Gemini, but I'm right. a Cancer in the tropical. It's like you have to kind of rewire your whole brain when you open to the sidereal astrology because we've just been kind of, you know, programmed in a way that this is what we are and, you know, but I think there's a lot of truth to it. Like, I feel like a cancer woman. Yeah, That tropical. makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it makes more sense to me, too. Mm-hmm. But I've been kind of broadening my my perspective. So tonight, the moon is in Pisces in the sky. If you have a star app, you can check it out for yourself. And um, so Pisces is this mutable water right? It's like sympathetic and comforting and intuitive. And I would even say oracular, like a deeply psychic sign and deeply feeling. And it also can be kind of escapist and a little fearful or delusional and like if it's unbalanced. And for me, I feel like the Aries aspect with the Pisces aspect Aries is totally helping Pisces in this moment because if Pisces feels too dream world, Aries is motivating. It's like, hey, last harvest, we got to get the crops in, we got to can our food. What are we going to do for winter? Is the, you know, is the is the roof leaking? Do we what do we have to do before the snow comes? Like all these things that our ancestors would be thinking on a really practical level we're kind of tuning in for ourselves on a maybe not so practical mundane, but in a different way. Like we all have to kind of hunker down for the winter. What, what does that look like? What are we going to need? You know what I mean? Yeah. I know what I need. I just hope I can get it. That's all. I'm, I'm going well, for it. I'm going for it. Yeah. Well, maybe you can put that in your intention tonight. Okay. I mean, group, group ritual is really was really powerful and anyway let me just get back to this so in the mayan astrology <laughs> the full moon the full moon tonight is in the white world bridger tribe and in the quiche mayan it's kimi and that word means death so and i sent an image of the world bridger tribe to the discord chat so if you're in Discord, take a look at the World Bridger. It looks like um, like an eye 
and it looks like two hands kind of grasping each other to make a bridge. So the key word of the world bridger is um, equalizing and the power of death. So like death is the great equalizer. We're all born, we're all gonna die. Like you can count on that. And the essence of this tribe is opportunity. So we think of that change, that ending as an opportunity for what's next, instead of thinking it in a negative or a final or a, you know, we're done kind of way. It's okay. So this chapter is closing for whatever reason, and we're moving on to the next cycle. And you know, change doesn't have to be a freaking scary thing. It can, it can be an awesome thing. Absolutely. And, and the world bridger really kind of shines that light on it. And the paradox of the world bridger tribe is self-sacrifice versus self-interest and the issue of lack of faith and being the victim. And the response is to give purpose to life by making contributions to society. So, and so many of my teachers have gotten on me when I've, you know, been like, oh, poor me, you know, this or that didn't happen, or I don't have this in my life or whatever. We can all like cry me a river because everyone has a poor me story. Everybody does to themselves. You know what I mean? And yeah, I not get, to judge that. I don't know. I, I get tired of it. I get tired, tired, tired of it. Honestly. Like right yeah. now I'm surrounded by just pity parties. And I'm telling you right now, I get to where, okay, well, I got certain friends that are and people that just want to just hate things and feel sorry for themselves. And then others, they're like, I would rather you get pissed off and do something about it than sit and wallow in it. And it's not, it's not about like, man, you're bringing me down and stuff. It's more like just, it just does nothing to sit I mean, feel your pain, mm-hmm. right? Feel your pain, mm-hmm. feel the disappointment, feel it. And then go, you know, move. Don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like maybe I'm just different. I don't, I cannot sit there and dwell and feel sorry for myself very long. I'm not saying I don't yeah, do but, it. Everybody does it. I just can't do it very long. And I don't think that, I mean, for me, I don't want to judge it and say to someone else's story you're taking too long to move on or whatever. Yeah, because I don't know the but, level of their pain. I really, I, right. you know, I don't. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Right. And so we can have compassion. And, but, I mean, this is like me talking to everyone as an individual and what you can do for yourself without involving your neighbor. You know what I mean? And today we can look at the, the lesson or the medicine of the World Bridger tribe. And it's saying, give purpose to life by making contributions to society. Get off your pity pot. And if you feel like you have nothing to give, dig deeper and think, what can you give back? What can you, like, 
how, how can you rise above to be in service? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I always find inspiration because there's always someone who's more effed up than you. Oh yeah. Always. Somebody, somebody that's hurting more than you are. Somebody that's going through something harder than you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and, and we all have gifts. We all have something, even if it's our time, if, even if we're broke AF, do you have five minutes to listen to someone who's hurting? Do you have, you know, 15 minutes to give someone a ride? You know what I mean? Like there's always an opportunity. So that's kind of like what the, the world bridger is talking about is yeah. like allowing us to kind of rise up out of wallowing and offer something back, offer a contribution back. I got so, you. Navier, we got to take yeah. a break. We got, but mm. I want to talk more about this. Uh, when we come back from our break, I really do. Because, um, yeah, I don't want people to think, well, that I'm just not compassionate and don't care about people. But I would say that the moment that you catch yourself really, like, feeling sorry for yourself or saying everything's terrible, I hate life, I hate this, I hate that. Look, we've all been there. But do you really want to go back to the cycle of where you were? Like, this is the time to move forward, I think, right now. This is when we break cycles. And, uh, We're going to seize it. Yeah, and if you need, like, um, if you need help because you're hurting, don't be afraid to ask for help. Say, I need help. I need someone to talk to. I need to figure out how to progress and move forward and evolve. And someone that does have compassion will help you. We'll be right back. More Lighting the Boy coming up with Navier. Laura, stay with us. Abnormal News, I'm Brad Bernards. According to NBC News, the detection of phosphine gas in the clouds of Venus has surprised scientists. Could it be a sign of alien life? Finding signs of life on other planets beyond the Earth would be a way of answering the biggest questions that we've had as a species so far. Where do we come from? Are we alone? That's Clara Sousa Silva, research scientist with the MIT Department of Earth, Atmospheric and Planetary Sciences. Extraterrestrial life is one of the few explanations that make sense. Janusz Pitkowski, research scientist with the MIT Department of Earth, Atmospheric and Planetary Sciences. And we concluded that there is no known chemical and physical process that could conceivably produce phosphine. So this adds to the mystery of Venus. And then this opens a very uh, rather bold uh, possibility that there might be something living in the clouds of Venus. At best, the gas might be caused by microorganisms in the upper atmosphere of Venus. The California-based Rocket Lab aims to launch a private Venus mission in 2023. Rocket Lab founder and CEO Peter Beck told Space.com Monday, Beck has long wanted to help explore Venus, which he thinks has not yet received the scientific attention it deserves. If there is life on Venus, it might want to start learning Russian. The boss of Russia's government space agency has claimed it as a Russian planet. CBS News reports Roscosmos chief Dmitry Rogozin, who's known for espousing unconventional scientific views, said this week that Russia wants to send its own mission to Venus, told reporters on Tuesday. There's more news at ParabnormalRadio.com. I'm Brad Bernards, Parabnormal News. 
Good evening. This is Art Bell, and you are listening to the Fringe FM. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and I host live talk here on the Fringe FM. If you're sick of hearing about COVID-19, I invite you to listen to my show, 7 p.m. Pacific, Tuesday nights, for a COVID-free zone. We will not be talking about the C word. We discuss news, society, and culture, but not COVID-19. Go listen to the other fear mongers Folks, if you want to hear that nonsense. this is very important information. What's to be said about CBD? AncientLifeOil.com. Our CBD is made from hemp and has 0.003 THC, which means this wonderful product won't get you high. No matter what amount you take, what does CBD do for the body? My hands are tied, but you can Google CBD benefits and be astounded. When you're finished reading, you'll want to log on to ancientlifeoil.com. That's ancientlifeoil.com and purchase. Life is good when you feel good. People are tired of pain. People are asking for non-GMO organic products to help them with you fill in the blank. Legal in 49 states, and again, our CBD is made from hemp. Ancient Life Oil is about helping people one by one by one. If you wonder how good the product is, the CEO takes it every day without miss. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Have a great day. saying it's smaller or whatever but it's so pretty man out here i got navier alora is our guest tonight. i got the the clouds you know where the clouds show behind the moon and it looks really awesome kind of like uh something off the movie dracula and you can see the moon shining around the edge of the clouds mm. pretty cool it sounds amazing the moon was cool last night yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you, like, I. I feel like, I feel like, I could watch the night sky longer than anything. Like, I love. I love the sunshine. Don't get me wrong, but a really starry night or a full moon, there's nothing that beats that. Seriously. Is the sky super dark there? Uh, yeah. For the most part, I'm hoping I get to see like the northern lights or something. That's what I want to see. Oh my gosh, you can see them right certain, there? Certain places you can here. Yeah. That's on my bucket list, Joe. Northern Lights? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how. there. There's like a few places here, if you get lucky, you can see them. Um, I don't know. I've never got to see them. I did get to see Niagara Falls, though. That was pretty cool. Was it, was it cool? I've never seen them. Yeah, they... uh. So the, the the falls are so big and powerful, it just puts off like just rainbows um, from the water and the mist and everything. And oh, wow. you can't go on the Canada side when you go to the horseshoe. The Canada side is the side you want to go on 
so you can actually look towards the horseshoe and see the falls, right? But mm-hmm. if you're on the the American side or the United States side, sorry, um, you just get all the water. <laughs> you 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 get to see the <laughs> the like the falls go over, but you just get all the mist that comes up. So if you go down to the edge, you have to wear like a poncho or you're going to get soaked. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like it's a big portal there. That's just my sense. There's a portal there and a rainbow bridge. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think everyone who was going over in a barrel was trying to hop on the rainbow bridge, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, well... It's not as it's not as like big and as insane as the te- as the TV shows it. Like when you see it on TV, it looks like just something gargantuan, you know. Um, but it's not. I don't know. TV makes everything look more big, I think, or something. It's not that crazy. Mm. Now I, I think it would disappoint everybody. Yeah. Mwah, mwah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, interesting. I wanted to um, tie in with the Mayan. It's tone four tonight. And I know that you and Pacho are both tone fours. Pacho, my brother. Yeah. he's He is such a gem. Thank you, Pacho, for all that you do. He's a really, really good human. You both are. Everyone at the Fringe. I'm just a huge fan of everyone. Um, oh, thank you. But yeah, so totally. But um, I wear my Light in the Void shirt all the time. Um, oh, that's so cool. you and Pacho are both tone fours, and it's the tone of form. So if you think of four walls creating a structure, right? Mm. That's tone four. It's define, measure, um, containment. So tonight we're we're in that for world bridger or the self-existing they always give you a snappy sort of new age name that is trying to convey the meaning of the tone right so they call it self-existing but it just means tone four and self-existing as far as it can stand alone it's here to like stand on its on its own two feet and have boundaries and have form right so that's kind of what the energy is bringing in and it's a builder energy, even though maybe you and Pacho aren't, aren't, you know, carpenters. I'm not sure. Maybe you are, but you're, I know you're builders of dreams. You that's manifest right. things, right? That's right. So yep. that's, that's what the energy is tonight is that four tone of creation and that way of like creating stability. And so, and this is where it gets weird because I was researching the sidereal astrology. And so the harvest moon tonight, so the the full moon, right, is the crescendo. It's the moon's energy at its peak. It's in its fullness. And it's waiting for us to like tap into it is the way I think of it as a, as a magical person. Um, and when I was researching the sidereal aspect of it, the moon is in something they call the lunar mansions right? It's like an area of the sky. And they, in Vedic, they call it Uttara Bhadrapada. And it's it's this area of the sky that has the great square of Pegasus, the winged horse. Okay. And 
but this is where it gets weird. So that four, the four stars that make up the square, they create this square that they call the death cot or the funeral cot. And it symbolizes the cot that transports the corpse to the cremation, to the charnel fire. So oh. you see how the, the world bridger power of death, the harvest moon, the last harvest before Samhain, right? We're all in this like final harvest time with the world bridger. And then we have the moon stationed in the lunar mansion that's called the death cot. It's just so trippy to me. And when death I was cot? in... Is that what you're calling it? D-E-A-T-H, death, the death cot. Yeah, it's what they transport the bodies on, what they transport the corpses on to the to the fire, to the cremation fire. Wait, so so we're in the energy of taking corpses to the fire? Uh, that's what... That's where that that moon is stationed in the sky. The, the harvest moon tonight. Is so we're burying in, the dead, basically. It's in the square of, of Pegasus. It's the way that I was thinking of it was like, what do we want to burn? What are we ready to get rid of? Like what has, because it's not that something is dying. The corpse is dead. Yeah. It's, it's, it's moved on. The spirit's gone. It's already and now dead. Have, it's just time to burn it and move on. Right. And yeah. that's what you were talking about earlier, too, of like, get off the pity pot. What are you going to do about it? Like, we've been beating this horse. Now it's it's like if people are feeling frustrated and, and over it, right? We're all over it. I feel that in society right now, especially in the U.S. Everyone's over it. Yeah. Right? What are you over? Like, tune it into yourself. We can't affect anything on the outside, really. It all has to come back to our own self and feeling empowered to or, change what we can change yeah are you ourselves. holding on to something that's been dead already like yeah it's time to just let burn it let it go yeah and and that's what i was thinking we could do tonight when i was in um katmandu two years ago i was invited to go to the shiva temple and all along the river they were burning bodies it was surreal what? And they're having this, yes. Why? Right out, on, because people were poor and they couldn't afford to go to a private cremation place. Oh. It's common practice for them to have these like concrete slabs by the river and there were all these bodies burning. You saw throughout that? Throughout the night. Yes. And they had the, it was at the Shiva temple. There was monkeys everywhere and they did, hundreds of people were there and they were doing um, a Shiva arati or a, a like a puja, a, a ceremony with fire. And it was awesome. But yeah, just just down the hill on the riverbanks, all these bodies were burning. Ugh, it you was smell surreal. burning flesh? Oh my God. It, the wind luckily wasn't coming our way, but on the way out, the wind shifted and it did a waft of smoke came at me and it was emotional. A lot of people were crying. You know, you walk by mourners on your way out and I was crying because it was overwhelming. You know, you feel people's grief and all that. But um, I kind of said to myself, I have to wash my hair tonight because I have, you know, the 
the cremation fire smoke in my hair. And I thought, wow, that's not something you say every day, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was, that's crazy. It was surreal. It really was. But yeah, so that's where the moon is tonight. It's in the square of Pegasus, which is symbolizing the death cot. The and death cot. That's the first time the I've ever heard cot. of that. Yeah. Yeah. A little little tidbit. And also, so in the sidereal system, the moon is in Pisces. So this is the last sign of the zodiac. It's the ruler of the 12th house, mm -hmm. the house of endings. And we have this introspective time, like connecting to Pisces. But we also have the action-oriented time of Aries, the balancing out from the tropical astrology. So, yay. You know, it's like Aries is like, yo, come on. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. What do we need to do to get moving in a different direction. That's the way I was feeling how they're like blending together and encouraging each other, not um, juxtaposing each other. They're actually working together or we can ask them to work together. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. like, it's like the last push. The last and push. Is it the last the push last of push. COVID? I hope so. I hope this is almost over. I, I really do. Yeah. Well, in, in some pagan traditions, um, and some folks like neo-pagans that I was friends with would, if they had a garden, they would harvest everything they could before Samhain, before October 20, um, 31st, before November 1st, because they believed that anything left in the orchards or in the garden was considered spirit food and you were not to eat it. So they would harvest everything before that last Sabbath, which is the witch's new year for most oh. traditions. I feel it's the new year, but yeah. So I thought maybe we could do a little, a little mini meditation and a simple, um, a simple ritual to burn the bodies, bring out your dead in a way. Hmm. Okay. What do you think? I think that's cool. What do I? What do we need to get? Uh, a oh. pen and a paper. <clears throat> okay, pen and paper. And a lighter, or matches, and a cauldron, <laughs> or I just love saying that, or a burn safe dish, an ashtray of sorts. I mean, make a little piece of paper. It doesn't have to be a whole sheet of loose leaf or something, something tiny. And um, I mean, I have my altar set up. I have a little bowl of water symbolizing. Pisces symbolizing um, also clarity and I have a candle which is symbolizing the fire sign of Aries and also the illumination that we're seeking the red and you don't candle? have to have you, you it's actually like a pinkish purple one but you don't have to have the candle and the water I just happen to have it and you know if you want to go for it go for it but really just have a piece of paper and a pen and something to burn it in safely yeah don't and, burn your house down yeah and also i was thinking i have this water here just in case i need to douse out <laughs> my fire i have a, <laughs> a grand fire trying so i'm kind of weird with sharp things and fire a lot so i always double check myself are we um, doing this yeah. now I didn't know if you wanted to take a break first or well, we have the top the of it. We could we should talk for ten minutes and then come back. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that way I can get my 
Yeah, because, you know, back when I was in the shack, I had a whole temple room. I mean, mm-hmm. I never told anybody about it, but I had a temple room that was badass. I had, like, it was a whole room, and I had it set up in as a, like a real Golden Dawn temple, you know. Oh, wow. That's so cool, Joe. Yeah. Do you miss it? I miss my miss temple, yeah. Yeah, I would. I had my own house when I lived in Florida, and I had this um, room. It was kind of like a breezeway, but I painted the concrete with a stain and took a broom and made streaks so it kind of looked like wood. It was a cool room. I painted it like a deep red, and that was my temple room. And I miss that. I miss having like a room designated just for for magic and ritual and meditation. Uh, I would like to... I would light so many candles in that place, it would look like a Catholic cathedral. You know? mm. have tons of candles lit up. And then I had these pillars that I made, you know, for the pillars of the tree and all the Golden Dawn symbolism in there. And I blacked out the walls. It was nice. Wow. Yeah, that is super cool. I love getting my, my mage on. <laughs> then I, get, I, I called my pops back home. And he goes out to the shack and he's like, I didn't know you was a damn devil worshiper. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. I was like, what are you talking about? Devil worshiper. He's like, you got the pentagrams and out here. I said, those are pentacles and, and they look just like the stars on your American flag. And then they mean the same thing. So shut up. That's what yeah, I told him. People get, people get wiggy about, about things and I even recently I was on my Instagram and I made a post talking about something I was doing in my witch school, how we were um, tuning in to, you know, the, the dark half of the year that is marked with the autumnal equinox uh-huh. and how it's the time for us to be in the embrace of the dark God. Um, and I had to, you know, put in big letters, like not the devil, not Satan, quote unquote. Um, the dark God. But- Who's the dark yeah. guy? Um, for me, it's like Kernonos or Hearn. Kronos. Kronos. Um, uh, Kernonos or Kanunos. Kanunos. Um, C-E-R-N-U-N-N-O-S. When I was in Glastonbury um, at the White Spring, they have this whole room that is at the base of the Glastonbury tour. And it's a spring. There's a big pool. It's all dark. It's like a cave almost. And different people volunteer at the door. You can make a donation. Clothing optional. And you can dip in this sacred, we're talking like Arthurian legends, you know. It's a super mystical place. And I had, the night before I went to the Glastonbury tour in the springs, I had gotten word from my house sitter, cat sitter, that my familiar passed away. So I was really there for, sorry, um, deep healing and to, to keen, to mourn, you know, to get in touch with that loss. And they have an altar to the horn god or the um, Kronos. And I sat in front of it and I tuned in and I had a vision of him, of of the horn god, the god of nature, right? Um, sitting like uh, cross-legged with my cat 
in his lap. And I realized that it was the sense of everything is right with the world right now. Everything is as it should be. He's there. This dark God of nature is there holding space for us when we transition to the next place. And it's not to be afraid. And there was such a comfort there. And I saw my familiar Sir Guapo Grande de Stout <laughs> in his lap. And it was very real and emotional and moving. And my partner is an atheist and like a math and science kind of guy. And I said to him, why don't you go and tune into that altar and just see what you get? Well, Kernanos is a good, that's really cool, actually. Yeah. The horn god of Celtic polytheism is often associated with animals, forests, fertility, and wealth. Yeah. His very depiction He's... mirrors such attributes with the conspicuous antlers of the stag on his head and the poetic epithets like Lord of the Wild Things. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful, even lyrical energy when I tap into it. Um, not scary at all, but my partner went and he was grieving too. And he um, stood in front of the altar and tuned in and I watched him sink in. And he turned to me and he said, and I didn't share what I saw. And he turned to me and he said, I just feel like everything is as it should be. Like there's a peace there. And I said, that's exactly the feeling that I got. And that's as much as you can hope for when, you know, a beloved passes is that feeling of deep peace. Yeah. And he gave that to me, Kronos. That's really cool. That's the first yeah. time I ever saw that, though. Because that can be mistaken as, like when you say horn god, somebody's somebody can definitely mistake. They're going to think you're talking about Baphomet, Satan, Lucifer. Then there's going to be people yeah. who go, well, you're a witch, and you're you're just messing with spirits. You don't know what you're doing. You're messing with dark, evil things. It's like, well, I it, think... It really <laughs> has nothing to do with it. I mean, I've honestly, the, the horn god image... More Pan, I would say, than Kronos, but yes, Kronos and Hearn the Hunter also. But it seems like it's been a smear campaign of taking the, you know, pre-Christian religions to convert and making their god the evil one. Yeah. But it really has nothing to do with anything evil at all. It's the god of nature, like you said. And wealth. That's what I need. I need wealth. Wealth. Bring me wealth. You know, but wealth could be like, wealth means different things to different people, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. For sure. Because I got to tell you, you can... when you've been in a shack for a few years, you learn to appreciate the little things. Like right now, I'm living in an apartment that most people might get stir crazy with, but it's like heaven to me. <laughs> Honestly, you know what I'm saying? I hear you. I live off grid. That would be cool I mean, too, though. Yeah, I I live off grid without a lot of the modern conveniences, quote unquote, but I don't miss them. I don't have a microwave. I don't have a dishwasher. You don't have an oven? We have a propane stove, which I'm not thrilled about using propane, but yeah. 
I know. You it's, don't have a dish. Oh, well, I don't have a dishwasher. Um, I, I've never, I don't have a dishwasher. And we catch our rainwater. So we have a big, um, it's like a pool that the rainwater is caught in. And we oh, yeah. use, we filter it and we use that for, um, you know, washing Everything. dishes. And yeah. I don't cook with it or drink it, but I guess you could if you had a strong enough filter. Yeah. That's really cool though, actually. Uh you should you should do videos about that stuff and put them on YouTube and show people how you're doing all that. You know? I have you know, I have a YouTube channel and I don't really do that much with it, but I should. Yeah, if you're living off grid and you're doing magic and all this other stuff, like you should like videotape all that stuff. I'm sure people want to learn how to do what y'all are doing. Mm-hmm. Someone out there does. One of the coolest things I'll share um, that's kind of like a fun environmental thing that people could do is we've been saving all of our soft plastics, like the wrappers and there's so much packaging, right, that the people at the recycling center won't take anymore. So we've been taking um, like, say, a soda bottle or a juice bottle and we stuff it. My partner actually does it. I don't really do that much with it. Um, stuffs it full of the soft plastics till it's like super hard and super full. And then he saves those up like they're like eco bricks. And then whenever you do a project that needs, you know, um, cement, you can make a platform a frame with those bricks and then just have a little layer of conk or cement on top. Oh, that's really cool. Use all the plastic and it doesn't go in a landfill and you're taking up space. So you don't have to buy the cement. Yeah. And it's like a win-win. That is cool. Listen, uh, we're at the top of the hour, so we're going to take our break here. We come back though. We're going to do a little magic live on the air. During this harvest moon with uh, Navier Alora. You guys stay with us. We'll be right back. paranormal news, trending topics, and fresh articles from some of the most popular critical thinkers in the community today. Stay informed on your favorite paranormal podcasts and live streaming talk shows. Interact with the telepath and upload your paranormal story or pics. It could be featured in an upcoming edition. Sign up right now for the free telepath newsletter at paranormal.radio. That's paranormal.radio. Fringe FM together with the world's leading paranormal experts and influencers what if no topic was off the table including paranormal events conspiracy theory witchcraft 
psychic abilities, astrology, ufology, and more. And what would happen if you broadcast this event in crystal clear video around the world, allowing viewers to interact with their favorite presenters? You would have created a monster, and that's The Fringe Fest 2020. Two nights only, Friday, October 30th and Saturday, October 31st. Go to thefringefest.com for more info. Get your tickets today at thefringefest.com. That's thefringefest.com. Trick or truth, it's up to you. The truth is out there. There's something out here. And so are we. KTOK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is the Rogie Report News on The Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. Palantir is a software that specializes in data gathering and analysis. And it works with government agencies. It has about $1.5 billion in federal government contracts alone, including Space Force and the Navy. Palantir works with defense and intelligence, and it also works with the LAPD. The software company created a database for law enforcement called Gotham. And the LAPD has trained its officers to use Palantir Gotham, one of the most powerful law enforcement tools in the world. BuzzFeed obtained the training documents used by the LAPD through a Freedom of Information Act. The document outlines how to use the database, and more than half of LAPD officers had accounts on Palantir Gotham. So where did Palantir get the data? Well, police departments, sheriff departments, airport police, universities, and school districts signed data sharing agreements with Palantir. According to CBC News, the software company is active in more than 150 countries. The firm is described as being the scariest of America's tech giants. The firm builds programs that integrate massive data sets and generates connections and patterns in a user-friendly format. The company's co-founder is Peter Thiel, the co-founder of PayPal and the first investor in Facebook. He also contributed to early funding for Yelp and LinkedIn. According to the Washington Post, Palantir Technologies offered its stock to public investors for the first time Wednesday. A long-anticipated move that will bring public scrutiny to one of tech's most secretive startups. Not the type of tech news I thought I would be covering. In more fun news, how about a Bigfoot story? Has Bigfoot been spotted in Alabama? Employees at Bama Slam, an outdoor entertainment venue, have been receiving reports of Bigfoot encounters. Employee Jack Blackburn explains. We get a lot of feedback from the uh, the ATV riders, and one of those recent feedbacks over the last 21, 30 days has been, hey, there's something strange. There's some knocking going on. We hear some screeches. They're not dogs. They're not coyotes. What could it be, right? What's going on in the woods right here? I mean, if you, if you hear a, or a screech, a howl, but that's, I mean, it's not like we have wolves. We have coyotes. So more Bigfoot sightings. There's more Loch Ness sightings, more UFO sightings. So here's my theory. All the dimensions are merging. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie.
This is Barbara Charlton from Metaphorical Archaeology. If you've ever had a traumatic paranormal experience, the effects of it may stay with you for years. Who do you talk to? You can't go to conventional help. What we do is we use emotional freedom techniques or tapping to actually neutralize the effects of that event. Maybe when you tell the story now, your heart races and your palms get sweaty. You don't even want to think about it because you don't know how to neutralize that. That's what EFT tapping does. It neutralizes those emotions. The circuit that that was recorded on is gone. The energy flows freely and you're free of it. And that's what emotional freedom is all about. We offer this as a pro bono service, but this is something that I offer because no one, it seems, is helping people with these experiences. If you'd like to reach me, it's really easy. My cell phone is 214-995-3754. Please leave a message. I will get back to you as quickly as possible. Or you can email me, barb.eft at gmail.com. And EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques. Reach out to me. It's confidential. This works. You won't believe the results. When you're in the house for longer periods of time, you can see them flying or running across the floor. Ooh, yuck. They're unhealthy, gross, and disgusting. Bugs. I loathe bugs. We keep a clean home, but occasionally bugs show up. Well, I found something that is tougher than bugs. Orange Guard. On contact, it kills hidden bugs, including ants, roaches, and fleas. Plus, Orange Guard is a residual repellent. All of the ingredients of Orange Guard are on the FDA generally recognized as safe list. Orange Guard may be used around food, humans, and pets. It comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Orange Guard. Available at orangeguard.com, Whole Foods, and Ace Hardware. This is Jason Lindgren from Crow 777 Radio, and you're listening you to The Fringe FM.
to Lighting the Void. We're at the top of the second hour here. Our guest tonight, Navier Alora. And we're going to do a Harvest Moon ritual right here on the air. Why not? Why not, Navier? Why not? Let's do this. So I got. Aries is bold. I got. Uh, I just got like a. A tea light and a red candle holder. My seashell with a little uh, incense burning. And we're going to write something down, right? And burn it. Make sure you guys don't burn your house down, though. For real. Yes. Please be careful. So, piece of paper and a pen. A lighter. A cauldron or a burn-safe bowl. Ideally, a candle and a glass of water and some incense if you want. Um, but the candle, water, and incense are optional. It's more like witchy and fun if you can. And some. I need some water. The water I said was just to represent Pisces, and in case you started a fire. <laughs> okay, let's see. Mystical and, and practical, and the Aries um, lit candle. I got, I got the perfect thing, but you're gonna have to keep talking to him. I'll be right back. Okay. So I want everyone to sit comfortably and wherever you are, you can lay down if you want to. Whatever feels more relaxing if you want to sit or lay. And we're going to do a guided meditation to prepare us for the full moon, full harvest moon manifesting ritual. And when Joe gets back, we'll start and I have something special I want to... Ready, everybody? I don't know if you could hear that. It's just setting the mood. This is your call to action. We're going to lead a short guided meditation before the ritual. Tuning in to this amazing, magical, full moon harvest night. And I wanted to give a shout out to my grandmother, Elena, in heaven, who is a white, self-existing world bridger. This is her day and her galactic birthday in the Mayan calendar. So happy birthday, Grandma. And also to my mom, Teresa, who is born on October 1st. So kind of interesting that it's my grandmother's Mayan galactic birthday and my mother's calendar birthday. Yeah, on the harvest moon. So that felt extra special. All right. Shout out to them. So what are we writing down here? Okay, so I'm going to lead a little meditation first. And we're the, hopefully the meditation will inform us as to what we're writing. But the gist of it is that we are writing something that no longer serves us. Okay. If we're tuning into the great square of Pegasus, the charnel um, cremation cot, we're, bring out your dead. What is, what is ready to be burned and moved on into the next life? So, we'll, are you ready? Is everyone ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. So, 
I'm going to hit the gong one more time. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. I'll do it three times. Ready? Take a deep breath in. And exhaling. Bring your awareness to your breath. Sink your awareness deep down into the roots, into your feet, into your spine, down into the magnetic core of the earth below you. Inhaling and exhaling and see around you a golden sphere of light. And the purpose of this golden sphere of light is to create boundaries between you and what you are not calling in. It's keeping your energy in and also keeping out anything else, anything that doesn't serve us, anything that's not invited. So we're creating that sacred space with our light. And now I want you to tune in to the harvest moon energy. Tune into the moon as a celestial being. Tune into the moon and ask this celestial body what is ready to be burned in the charnel fire, in the cremation fire on this harvest moon. Something that's worn out and done. It can be something physical, something mental, a pattern, a habit, a relationship, a tendency, a negative way of thinking. Just ask the moon to inform it. And when you feel ready, when you have that word or phrase or feeling or image in your mind, hold on to it. And we're going to come back, back to the breath, back to the awareness of your body, wiggling fingers and toes. And when you feel ready, open your eyes. And now come to your altar, come to your supplies, and write down on your paper what it is that is ready to go. Just take a moment to write that down. Joe, you got it? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say for everyone a little disclaimer that I use when I do magic, especially with others. And it is in no way will this spell reverse or place upon us any curse. So mote it be. Go ahead and light it up. And if you can make a sound like woo. Burn it. Let it go. It is no longer serving us. We are released. We are lighter. 
and we can move into the dark time ahead with a clearer sense of our soul's purpose without the ton of bricks that we've been dragging behind us, the old worn out items in our aura that no one wants to hear about anymore, including ourselves. Burn it and let it go. I keep it to yourself. I don't know. I think that works better if you don't tell anybody. Yeah. That's it's part of the, the witch's pyramid, right? Or the magician's pyramid to will, to dream, to dare, to keep silent. Mm -hmm. Shut, shut your mouth about it because anytime that you share and this goes for like shut, ideas before they're mouth. manifested, right? Shut, anyone, shut <laughs> yeah. Anyone can hear about it. That maybe is now you're opening it up to their judgment, to their, Getting you their know, energy what they involved think. With it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not important. It's only about you. So mode it be, everybody. And I fully encourage you to walk and manifest of your highest vision. That's my intention for you in this harvest moon. And lastly, that golden sphere of light that was surrounding us will have the intention that it dissipates in its perfect timing and empowers your aura, empowers the room that you're in and dissipates and is a gentle um, support for you. How do you feel? Death, I feel like I just burned, I just put something on the death cot. <laughs> yes, so do I. Yeah. That meditation actually helps though, because there was a few things that I want to dissipate. I want gone, you know, I'm done with. And, uh, mm -hmm. but the meditation, I think kind of brought out the one that was really, I'm really done with, you know, did the moon being come to you? I think so. It did in my vision. I mean, mm -hmm. it'd be like cooler if we were outside under the moon, but I can't take I the radio out out there i know and in, in a perfect world i'm i'm telling you someday we're gonna have a lighting the void festival on hawaii oh yeah that's gonna, gonna be epic i'm gonna host it and funny the candle i lit is getting super bright now that i've said that so i think that wants to manifest after covid post-covid lighting the void tour <laughs> yeah lighting the void tour i want to go to <clears throat> hawaii fiji Jamaica. I want to go to all the tropics. <laughs> I don't know why. I do know why. Because I've never I been. I know why. Yaman. <laughs> I belong. Oh, yeah. That too, probably. <laughs> I like to have fun. I, I mean, I don't like to... Um, uh, look, I get pissed off just like anybody else and upset about things. I just don't like putting too much energy into that that's all i love that phrase let it go or drag it behind you and sometimes we need ritual to just bring our awareness of oh yeah i am beating this dead horse i am sick of this and sometimes we have to shine the light and we forget we're so in our story that 
we need a friend or we need ritual or sometimes astrology to point in a really big way. Like, look at this. Take a look at this. Are you done yet? Are you done with this? We all need to lighten our load as a yeah. collective. Yeah, we've That's- talked about that on the show, too. Like like this th- these things that we hold on to that we either know aren't good for us anymore or it's just not our path or but for some mm-hmm. reason we hold on to it because there's comfort there and we don't have to change even if it does sure. make us miserable there's still comfort in the miserable i guess right well it there's that um i forget who the author of the poem is but it's that and the time came that being in a bud was more painful than blooming so the bud is like a comforting nest, but then we outgrow it and we have to bloom. It's time. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So does anybody, are you taking like readings if anybody calls in or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. So you Open get... lines, I'm down. I have um, tarot and mine astrology takes a little bit of time to do. Um, so it's probably going to be um, I have one person that I hope will call. I have their chart ready. I, it's a little bit pre-planned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, if if they call, awesome. We'll do a little sample reading. And if not, we can do tarot and I have oracle cards too. Well, you can do mine. Can you do mine? Tarot? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So. That way we'll just do mine until somebody calls and gets serious. Okay. Do you want to give the the number yeah it's it's gotta push everybody i gotta say it enough that's 1-800-588-0335 1-800-588 i gotta get a little jingle 1-800-588-0335 i gotta i gotta make some type of radio jingles we're working on that stuff i love it okay tell me when to stop joe and stop okay and I'm making three piles, left, right, or middle pile. Left, right, or middle. Gotcha. And we got one in waiting. One caller waiting. Cool. Line two, which three, pi- and four is open. Which pile? Yeah. Which pile would you like? Two. Okay, wow. So the card at the bottom, I always like to look at that as like hidden insight. And... That is the Eight of Swords. So it's feeling stuck or trapped. That's sort of like the internal energy Uh is blindfolded and hands behind your back, surrounded by swords. So that could be looked at as confinement or like you're stuck in a mental pattern that maybe you burned in the channel fire. Let's hope, right? I I definitely did. On the death cot. Maybe that's over with. Okay. Uh Um, So the top card... Okay, five of swords and the fool card. So I love seeing the fool there. So the five of card, five of swords is like um, looking at a situation with being on the defensive, feeling like I need to prepare for the worst. I need to kind of scan the room for hidden dangers. It's like an on guard kind of feeling. And then you have the fool above it. So the fool is like the overlighting card saying, you just shifted, you just reset, 
the fool is the zero. So everything is, it's all potential in the fool card. It's a new cycle. So sometimes when I do, well, usually when I do ritual before and after, I'll do a little divination check-in. Like, is there, is this okay to do anything I'm missing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I would say that this is a verification for you that it's been reset. I can let it go. Your cycles, your cycle's been reset. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Love, can you pull, pull, pull like one oracle card for me, if you don't mind? Sure. I want to hear. And the, or, oracles always good. They always say good stuff. I love the oracles. The um, oracle card that I chose tonight is the oracle of mystical moments and it's so beautiful okay i'm just gonna fan the deck and pick one on your behalf oh wow there's one that's actually up wow that's awesome it's a rose it's a woman that's dressed in a rose like her dress is a rose and it's called the pure nature card and the keywords are grace and blooming and freshness so again, kind of highlighting that full reset of this is a new cycle. And um, there's like a flourishing there, like things are blooming, things are ready to bloom. And there's a richness with that rose. There's a whiff of love. There's um, something about tapping into our true nature mm-hmm. is, is part of the part of the medicine of that red rose the red rose of love but it's it's self-love it's love as a harmonic frequency is what i'm hearing oh cool well the lines yeah. filled up for you navi pretty quick okay. you, you want to know awesome. something here like that was weird too that you said yeah. I, the incense yeah. that i burned was rose tonight ah synchro very cool yeah, yeah. All right, so let's start. Let's see who called first here. 714 area code. You're on the air with Navier Laura. Who are we speaking with? Hi, Joe. Hi, Navier. It's Jess. Hey, Jess. What's up? <laughs> How are you guys doing? Hi, Jess. Good, good. Hi. Hey. So, Jess was the person that I talked to ahead of time. And oh, that was the, okay. Me. I got you. All right, so yeah. let's do this this one. And then we'll take we'll a break little, and do the other ones. We'll do a little sample mind reading just so people can see what it's like. But um, it's it takes a while to prepare the chart, so I can't do it off the cuff. But so, Jess, you're a aloha. <laughs> you're aloha. a white electric wind, which is super awesome. So tribe two, which is the wind and tone three, which is electric. So the keywords of the tribe is about communication and using your breath to emit and also the um, power of spirit. So hello, broadcasting. I mean, if for you, all you out there who don't know who Jess Rogie is, she's the, the she Rogie the report. Yeah. She does the Rogie report. Yeah. She's like this and she does other things too. She's all about emitting and putting her, um, her she's breath al- out there. She's also like the main coordinator for the Fringe Fest, too. I am. <laughs> she's a rock star and super gorgeous. Put so her in the paradox. Today. Oh, thank you. The, the paradox of the Wind Tribe is change versus rigidity. 
So issue of dealing with um, like decision-making and having the responsibility feel okay, having, um, having a, a sense that you can learn and understand your fears by confronting them and allow change to naturally occur without kind of getting stuck. I mean, we, we just talked about this and it's interesting because the, the guide tribe of today is your tribe is the wind and the guide tribe for you always is the world bridger, which is today. Wow. Yeah. You see this all the time with mine. It's so synchronistic and creepy even. Um, but it's a, it's a beautiful personality that the winds have and they're a little bit mystical and magical in the way that they are. And, um, in general, the the guidance is to just stay out of your head about issues and because the wind is the great communicator we can send our prayer send our prayers to the wind the spirit realm is in league with the wind right so you pretty much have yeah. carte blanche for manifestation being a wind the wind people i know wind tribe people it's like they dream of something and poof it's happening they know how to get behind their intentions in a really beautiful way. And very cool. Yeah. And the yeah, um, cool. personality also is super intelligent with a brilliant mind and working with working with that creativity to communicate it and share it. So it's I mean, you're in the perfect field for yourself because you are emitting and giving us such good information all the time with all that you do broadcasting. Uh, thank you. You're so welcome. Cool. And I'll read you your affirmation. It's I activate in order to communicate bonding breath. I seal the input of spirit with the electric tone of service. I am guided by death, which is the world Bridger tribe. And you see how that Scorpio is in there. You're a Scorpio in the tropical yes. and you're guided by um, the power of death, which is the world bridger tribe. So Scorpios are okay with the darkness. They're okay with death. They're okay with like change. Yeah. And They're proud of it. Getting... Actually. <laughs> yeah. They're really good. I'm like, I don't want to be like, Jess is real dark here. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's kind of true. All right. Oh, own it. But it's beautiful. Funny. All right. We got to take it. We got to take a break. We got other callers oh. lined up here. This is the, sh- uh, this is the short break too. So don't worry. Don't you worry your pretty little head. We'll get to these callers. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Amalia from Know the Self Mystery School. I know that you are in the midst of massive change. We all are. This is the great turning, the time that we all decided to be here on the planet. Do you know why you came here to be a part of this crazy time? If not, I invite you to join my mystery school. I have a nine-week course called Activate Your Mission. And in this course, you're going to learn how to erect crystal clear boundaries so that you can hear that inner still voice that's going to guide your every 
move. Even if you're dealing with feeling weighed down by obligations and being enslaved to the system, this course is going to give you the tools you need to illuminate your shadow and awaken to your soul's mission. The moment you sign up to the school, you are going to be greeted by not only a group of soulful spiritual lawyers, but you're also going to get some massive karmic clearings and you're going to feel the energy. It's palpable. I hope you'll join me in the school where together we're going to unlock your divine mission. Activate your mission by going to the fringe.fm forward slash soul mission and put in the code word fringe and receive $50 off so today. you love talk radio, then you'll love talkstreamlive.com. Talkstream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to talkstreamlive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Joe Root from Lighting the Void, and you're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting Station. Hi, folks. These uncertain times can cause uncertain gut slowdown. Worrying fear can wreak havoc on our digestion, making it hard to feel optimum. Bloating, less energy, and occasional constipation can slow you down in your daily activity. Try Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. Life Change Tea can help get things moving so you can get that boost of energy you need. Life Change Tea helps protect and defend your health from intruders. It's a weird time right now with all the uncertainty, so gear up and defend your health. Where do you go to purchase? Log on to GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. The specials are on the front page, and we have numerous supplements to help combat intruders. It's time to take charge of our health and to feel better in life. It's time to live. Again, GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Dot com. Get the tea dot com. It is so worth it. Get the tea, T-E-A, dot com. All right, welcome back to Lighting the Void. We're taking your phone calls. Navier Laura from A Wondering Witch dot com is here with us. And, uh, yeah, so pretty good reading so far. You did mine, you did Jess's, and then we got the phone lines kind of waiting here. So let's get on with this thing. Just make sure, just making sure the music fades out properly. I have fun playing with radio, Navi. You know that? It's really fun for me. It was right. joyful for me, too. It's pretty fun, yeah. Uh, let's see, who is, who was next? Uh, looks like. 360 area code. You're on the air with Navier. Laura, who are you speaking with? Hi, my name's Carly Rose. I'm from Washington. Carly Rose from Washington. Look, Hi, Carly. Rose. I have to say, Hi, this Rose. show is so synchronistic in so many ways. When I called, you guys pulled up that, the Rose card. But anyway, um, I would love it if you could do a tarot reading for me, please. I would love that. Okay. So I'm shuffling on your behalf, Carly Rose. Tell me when to stop. Okay. And left, right, or middle pile? Right. Okay. So the bottom card is the two of swords. That's the insight, hidden insight. So there's an indecision there, a choice to be made, a sense of I need to choose between two paths. 
and the top cards, let's see. Is it a card? Is do you have a specific question? Um, I mean, I am trying to decide on kind of which direction to go with something, but uh, whether to pursue a PhD program or to not. Okay, so you have a lot of coins. You have Princess of Pentacles, Nine of Pentacles, Ace of Pentacles, and the Six of Swords. So it looks like you have an opportunity to maybe start a new job or start a career or start work. And the Sun card is with it. That's the overlighting major arcana card. So that it's success and triumph. If you want to choose between two paths, we can pull one card for one choice and one card for the other. You wanna take a look and see if you okay. should do it or not do it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, okay. So do the PhD is coming up. Wow. So you have a lot of cards that are talking about like long range future. Three of Wands is like looking to the future and seeing what comes. It feels like a little bit daunting in a way, but something that you can bank on, like you'll get there. It's just gonna be a process. And then if you don't take it, you get the Empress. Are you looking to have a child? I have two boys already, a four and eight year old. Okay. I am not so looking are you to have any more children. <laughs> are you thinking if I, if I go into this program, how will I be as a mother? How will my, how will my like daily life as quote unquote the Empress uh, feel? So there's that sense of like, you wanna stay in your power, you wanna stay in your queen self. Will you be feeling dissipated or ragged if you kind of tack on this course? Um, it looks like a win-win. It feels like whatever, is the right timing for you. It doesn't feel like you can go wrong. If you wait, it feels like it's inevitable that you'll do it. It's either wait or do it right now. And if you do it right now, it just feels like it might be a little bit taxing on your family life, home life. But if you do it um, in the near future, it looks like it's something that you wanna count on, something that you want to invest in yourself with. I think you're gonna do it and it's just a matter of getting the right timing for yourself. Absolutely. Thank you very much. You're welcome, right. honey. Good luck. Thanks for your call. All right, cool. So we're going to take another call here. Looks like 509 area code. You're on the air with Navier Laura. Who's speaking with? Hey, Navier. Hey, Joe. This is Chance. How you guys doing? What's up, Chance? Hi, Chance. Aloha. Aloha. Hey. I was just hoping you could you put like, me a couple of cards. Would you like tarot or oracle? I'll take tarot. Okay. I'm just gonna cut from the middle. That feels right. Okay. Perfect. Six of six of coins and the ten of cups. So Whatever you're doing, keep doing. Six of Coins is a benevolence card. It's the universe wanting to bless you. It's the universe wanting to give. And you just have to kind of open your hands and, and allow it. Um, Ten of Cups is, I call it the happy family card. It's literally like a rainbow with cups overflowing with love and a 
people underneath it dancing in joy in a garden, like really one of the best cards in the whole deck. The, both of these cards are one of the two of the best cards in the whole deck. So I like, That's I have nothing negative awesome. to say. I feel like you just keep doing what you're doing and cool. receive the benevolence that wants to come to you and the happiness that's raining down upon you. <laughs> Good karma. Oh, I think I think that's beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Super beautiful. All right. Thanks for your uh, call. Thanks, thanks, guys. Yeah, All no right. worries. See if you guys want to call in, you can call in at one eight hundred five eight eight zero three three five. Uh looks like five eight six area code. You're on the air who he's speaking with. This is James Salcedo again. Hey, James. You got a... Hi, James. Hi. Hello. Would you like a, nice to you hear like you. a tarot card pulled for you? Or I'm um, sure. Tarot? Oh, I was thinking of trying Oracle. I was thinking of trying Oracle. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the card that I picked for you is called the gardener card and it's actually a really beautiful card it's a card of tapping into non-judgment and acceptance of self and self-compassion so it's like the the imagery of the card this woman is she's like become a plant in a sense so i'm hearing ground yourself and connect in with nature as much as you can in the world around you and the green world around you. And the card is also talking about being the caretaker of your home. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm hearing bring in the nature outside, maybe bring in some house plants and connect in more with, um, I used to have this herbal medicines teacher and I would say, how, how do I connect in with this plant? that she would recommend to me and she would say get a plant and and be with it it doesn't have to be a big big huge thing it can just be being around a plant or a flower that feels attractive to you and it's going to help you i'm hearing the the green world wants to help you balance okay that's interesting well thank you mm -hmm. you're welcome all right, so if anybody else wants to call in, you can. It's at 1-800-588-0335. That's fun, right? Now we mm -hmm. get to do the yeah. readings and stuff. I, I love that. I love the Oracle cards, too, for that, because sometimes I, I look at what the card is is saying to me with the imagery, and it's like learning a new system because the tarot is pretty much the same. You know, it's like the symbols that you tap into over and over again, but the oracles, I have so many different oracle cards and they're all different. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it is fun. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like that we manifest what they say too. Do you look at that stuff like it's a mirror or that it's actually telling you the future? Cause I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm not looking at these cards anymore. It's driving me crazy. You know, because uh, <laughs> I depend on them. I'll, I'll get to where I just look at them too much, I think. I feel like I'm a reader of the now more than and kind of looking at potential timelines of the future. I try not to get 
too far into the future with my clients because it's about making informed decisions based on what the energy is saying in the present. And then we manifest from our actions. You know what I mean? I like to read that way. And also I do the the past lives. So a lot of times if there's a karmic knot with someone and they can't see past what's going on in this present moment, it's because there's a past life issue that's affecting this lifetime. Like irrational fears or a stuck pattern or an unhealthy relationship with someone that in their mind, they're like, I know this needs to be over. Why can't I let this go? Sometimes it's rooted in a past life. I don't know what else to say to that because I'm just, I mean, at this point, at this point in my life, I got to tell you, I'm just ready to just be like, take a vacation, honestly. And I'm that whole 